Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. Nick Eber with you. <clears throat> Back from my uh, 10-day hiatus. Uh, I was in Europe. I'll tell you all about that uh, after the break. Uh, thanks for sticking with us here at the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. Uh, we are back. We're back in the saddle. Lots of football to talk about. We have World Cup qualifying coming up. Uh, some big names potentially not going to make it to Qatar. We're going to talk about that. Plus, in the wake of this Ukrainian issue, Russia apparently interested in fielding a bid for the next Euros. Are they delusional? I don't know. Also, Harry Kane wants to talk to FIFA about Qatar's human rights record. All sorts of stuff to talk about. Of course, I have missed a bunch of Premier League football with you, so I will catch up on all of that. We do have so much to get to today. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Would love to hear from you. I'm with you each and every weeknight from 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. That's when I'm not in Europe. Uh, But uh, now that I am back in the saddle, I will be with you on a regular basis once again. Right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. Also, a big hello to our men and women in uniform listening around the world on the American Forces Network. It is a pleasure and a privilege uh, to be with you all. And um, if you're listening on one of our digital platforms, that's iHeartRadio, TuneIn, the award-winning SiriusXM app, or if you're just getting the podcast, anywhere you get your podcasts, welcome to the show. (coughs) I have come back a little bit sick, so uh, you will excuse me if you hear some coughing and the like happening. It's not COVID. I just did a test. I am fully negative. Uh, this whole COVID situation is just really weird. So uh, anyway, lots to get to, including the Ricketts family trying to buy Chelsea Football Club, but running up against a bit of a black backlash due to some anti-Muslim comments made by their patriarch a number of years ago. Who will buy Chelsea? We are all eagerly awaiting the answer to that uh, three billion pound question. Lots of stories, lots of chatting, lots to get to. Stick with me here. I'm going to step aside, take a break, and be right back after these messages right here on the World's, on World Soccer Radio. Uh, Nick Eber with you. Stay with me. Soccer Radio, Sports Byland Broadcast Network, Nikiba with you. I uh, mentioned that I was in Europe, and I was, so, uh, you know. I'm telling you the truth, seriously, man. (laughs) Uh, Didn't stop me from uh, wagering a little bit on sports. Actually, I didn't wager on soccer, I wagered a little bit on college basketball. And you know, it is... That time of year for college basketball takes center stage. The tournament is finally upon us. If you're looking to wager this year, Bet Online is the number one spot for all your updated odds and info, along with great contests, including the bracket contest, where you have a chance to take home the top prize. Head over to the website 
or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus. You heard me right. Your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get started. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and also your favorite Vegas casino games. BetOnline. It's where the game starts. So I was in um, Malta, and I have never been to Malta before. I flew from uh, Las Vegas to Los Angeles, Los Angeles to Heathrow, in London, Heathrow to Malta. And I spent uh, about a week in Malta uh, on on a work project, and uh, what a fantastic island that is. You know, when you talk about Europe, uh, most people, you know, think Italy, France, Germany, Portugal, Spain, you know, get into Eastern Europe, get to Czechoslovakia and Poland, or the Czech Republic, excuse me, in Poland. And Malta doesn't come up that often in discussions. I have to tell you, it was an eye-opening experience. Um, I was there for work, so, uh, you know, there was work going on, but I did have an opportunity to take stock of the island, and it is a fantastic place. It was founded by modern Malta, let's just say. It was founded by uh, back in the days of the Crusades, or a little afterwards, by the Knights Hospitaller. And uh, the, Mal- the Knights of Malta. So, you know, it kind of goes back to the whole Crusade thing. The, the history <clears throat> is phenomenal. If you have an opportunity, head over there. I did come back. I spent a couple of days in London as well. Uh, came back, though, and I am sick as a dog. I have a temperature. I do not have COVID. I did a COVID check. Uh, no COVID for me, thank God. But it's interesting because the UK has done away with all of their COVID protocols. You don't have to wear a mask inside, outside, upside down. There's no nothing needed at the airport. You know, if you're taking a, a UK-based plane, you don't need a mask. They're just no vaccination status. But when you go to the EU... You've got to basically have everything, including an anal probe. I mean, they t- they want your vaccination certificate. They want uh, uh, they want um, it all has to be uploaded onto a website. You have to attest that you've you know never thought of having COVID before. It's a crazy situation. And then coming back to the U.S., you actually have to have a negative PC, a negative COVID test to come back to the U.S., which is why I was surprised when I get off the flight. Um, woke up this morning because I just got back yesterday, felt awful and immediately thought, oh no, did I catch COVID somewhere between the negative test I took the day prior to leaving and, you know, leaving because I was on that Virgin Atlantic plane with everybody that had tested negative for COVID and still had to wear a mask because they were flying to the US. Although, in fairness, not that many people did. I'd like to see the mask mandate get dropped in airports. It's just, I don't know. Anyway, this isn't a COVID show. It's a football show, obviously. But I'm just sharing with you because uh, I haven't been with you for the last 10 days. So I thought I would uh, bring you up to speed on what I have been up to. Mohamed Salah, though, he has not been up to much. His contract is still up in the air and the Sharks are circling, most notably Juventus. Although, again... I would be shocked if Juventus have the money. They are losing Paolo Dybala, who is a fantastic player. They don't want to renew his contract. 
I wonder if he will come to the Premier League. I would not be surprised if he does. West Ham want £150 million for Declan Rice if he's going to leave. And Leeds United are getting ready to offer Calvin Phillips a huge new contract, trying to stave off interest from West Ham and Villa. They need him. I mean, they really need him. Antonio Rudiger leaving Chelsea, one of many, I would imagine, going to leave as a free agent. He wants a £25 million signing-on fee. It's kind of a bargain if you think about it. We'll have to see what happens. Newcastle looking to side Lloyd Kelly. Rapinia doesn't want to stay at Leeds, apparently. And if you're wondering what former players are doing in management role, it's being rumored that PSV Eindhoven are about to sign Ruud van Nistelrooy, the the former Man United and Dutch striker, to the manager's job at PSV. The Premier League is all a go. We have a title race for the ages at this point. Just as we thought it might be, it certainly is. And I think Man City dropping points, surprisingly dropping points, right? I mean, if I told you that they would drop points at Crystal Palace, you never would have believed me, right? And up next for them is Burnley. Keep in mind, we are done with Premier League basically for most of March. When is the next Premier League game? Let me tell you, because we have a World Cup qualifying coming up. Yep, we're done. Uh, 2nd of April is the next Premier League matches. It's another week. Liverpool, Watford, Brighton, Norwich, Burnley, Man City, Chelsea, Brentford, Leeds, Southampton, the Wolves, Villa, Man United, Leicester. That's a big game. And then Spurs against a resurgent Newcastle United, who have dropped two in a row, in fairness, but are well clear of the drop zone, at least for now. If you think about the reality, though, is that in the relegation side of the table, the biggest surprise of the season is that Everton look like they are in real trouble. (coughs) Despite picking up three points in their 1-0 victory at home against Newcastle, and despite the fact they have uh, two games in hand on Watford, I just don't know where those points are coming from. Is it possible that Everton could be relegated? This is a discussion we have to have. And what a shocker that would be, right? Right now, Leeds have 29 points, Everton 25, Watford 22, Burnley 21, And Norwich, well, they're done and dusted with 17 points on the season. They did have a little uh, moment there 
where they had two wins and a draw, and everyone thought, well, maybe this is a great Norwich resurgence, but it wasn't. All right, when we come back, let's talk World Cup, who's not going to be there, who couldn't be there. Maybe who? Maybe it won't make it there. Some big names on that list, folks. You might be surprised. All right, this is World Soccer Radio. I'm Nick Eber. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Uh, hit me up. Love to hear from you. Let's have a chat. Be right back after this. All right, welcome back, World Soccer Radio. Presented by betonline.ag. Nick Eber with you here as we get ready for our World Cup qualifying. Is it that interesting to you? It should be. I mean, if you can imagine a World Cup without Italy, I mean, it could happen. Italy, Portugal, Turkey, the Sweden, Czech Republic, Poland, Wales, Austria, Scotland, Ukraine. I mean, these are all European nations all playing for one of three places in the finals. So it's like musical chairs. Not everyone is going to make it. So, yeah, I I, I guess it is interesting. Will another home nation join England? Will we get Scotland? Will we get Wales? It's, it is relatively entertaining that, you know, you have, for example, Italy, and their spot is not confirmed. I mean, how crazy is it that the European champions do not have a spot confirmed, or Cristiano Ronaldo is not confirmed, or Zlatan Ibrahimovic is not confirmed. Of course, the Russian invasion of Ukraine and the disqualification of Russia has had, you know, a noticeable effect on this playoff situation. And we're now March, you know, we should be looking at normally three to four months, four, four, five, four months from now, we should be thinking about the World Cup. But in fact, of course, it's not happening until November. It, it, it's fascinating. By the way, interesting story. Harry Kane starting to get vocal about the human rights situation in Qatar around the building of all the World Cup stadiums. He wants to have an honest discussion about it. And, you know, it's interesting because typically the Qataris have been closed, to say it politely, right? Uh... And they've been forced to confront this issue front and center in the world stage. And they've handled it, uh, uh, hmm. 
I, what they've said is that it, it's been a learning experience for them. And, and, and a side of me thinks that's, that's pretty lame. But then another side of me thinks, you know, that's actually kind of an interesting thing to say. They have subsequently put in a lot of changes into how they handle uh, migrant labor in Qatar. My gut feeling is as soon as the World Cup is over, those changes will all be rescinded. But, you know, at least for the time being, we're giving it some lip service, right? Speaking of lip service, the Liverpool and Manchester mayors both want the FA Cup semi-final because Liverpool are through, Manchester City's through. They're going to play each other in the semi-final, which is going to be a fabulous game. It's supposed to be in Wembley, 16th and 17th of April, over that weekend. But there are no trains running from to or from London from the 15th to the 18th of April. So it's going to make it very, very difficult for anyone from Liverpool or Manchester to get to London to see the match. <coughs> Plus, with fuel charges being as crazy as they are, is putting an undue burden on fans of either Liverpool or Manchester City to get there by car because it's so bloody expensive. I mean, uh, I, I mean, I was just in London, and I can tell you, it's very expensive. It's uh, ridiculously expensive. So I wonder what they're going to do. I mean, what they want to do is to uh, move it probably locally, somewhere, somewhere in between, obviously. Um, where, where that's going to be, I don't know. It's a four-and-a-half-hour drive from London to Liverpool. It's a little less from London to Manchester. Not not by much. Um, it's 200, uh, 250, it's a less, it's like what, 230 miles or something like that. Yeah, the train would be the easy way. I, I, you know, this is, uh, I, I see this all the time and it drives me crazy. I see it, and you, I've no doubt you see it in your city as well. where there's a heavily traveled route and some knob end decides to do some sort of road construction on that route and has the road down to one lane during rush hour. I see it all the time here. I live in Las Vegas. I see it here on a regular basis. So can you imagine how ridiculous it is that we got an FA Cup semi-final in London in, in London? You've got a team in Liverpool, from Liverpool, a team from Manchester, and the trains are not working. So yes, I think the mayors of both cities have a really, really, really good point to make, and they should hold it at a neutral ground. That, to me, would be the smartest and fairest thing to do. And if both clubs want it, what's the problem? 
Of course, tradition is a problem, contract is a problem, all these sorts of other things. But that's what they're hoping for. I'm just trying to look and see if they mention where they wanted to have it. The other semi-final is between uh, Chelsea and Crystal Palace. You've got two London teams, not much of a problem there. And the FA Cup is going to be epic. Liverpool are in for, potentially in for the quadruple. Of course, Manchester City are a point ahead, and we're going to talk about the Premier League on the other side of the break. Getting a shock result against Crystal Palace, a draw. And now you have the FA Cup. Liverpool have already won the League Cup. They're in the semi-finals of the FA Cup. They're in the Champions League. We haven't talked about the Champions League draw. We'll probably get to that here after the break. I would say Liverpool have one of the easiest Champions League draws. I mean, it is very possible. Of course, they're going to have to beat probably Manchester City twice to do that. They're going to have to beat them in the FA Cup match, semi-final match that we just talked about. And also in April, Liverpool playing Manchester City in the league. And they're going to really have to win that game. So it's quite lofty to talk about, you know, quadruples this and quadruples that. There's something of a, you know, something of a large hurdle in the way <laughs> in the form of two two matches against an exceptionally good Manchester City side. But that's why we watch, right? That's why we get excited. That's why it is the greatest reality show on earth. Because you just never know what's going to happen. Could very well happen that way. I mean, Crystal Palace could beat Chelsea, and then you would have Crystal Palace in the final of the FA Cup. You just never know. Man United, by the way, speaking to uh, um, Eric Ten Hag about the coaching position. Do you think he's the right guy for them? Or do you think they're going to want to bide their time and see if there's any way they could get Thomas Tuchel? Or maybe Pochettino, whose time at PSG is clearly coming to an end. If I'm thinking of those managers, and I'm, and I'm a Manchester United supporter, which I'm not. If I were a Man United supporter, I would want Thomas Tuchel, number one. I would take Ten Hag, number two, and I would take Pochettino, number three. That, that, that would be my, my wish list in order. Of course, there's always the possibility that they're going to look at, say, Brendan Rodgers as well. Because I believe Brendan Rodgers' time at Leicester City is numbered. And I think he's a good manager, and I think he fits the right profile. We'll have to wait and see. But that is a hot seat at United. Because they are going to have to prove themselves. Now, if Chelsea end up disintegrating through this purchase and I don't mean disintegrating like they're going to go away but I mean it, you know it, it, if they've been blessed with an owner who has 
plowed untold millions of dollars and pounds into this team so that they can field the best and most competitive team around. It's very unlikely whichever billionaire buys this team is going to be as generous with the pocketbook and the signings as Roman Abramovich was. By the way, an interesting article I read said actually Zelensky was trying to pressure the U.S. and U.K. governments not to sanction Abramovich because he's been acting as an intermediary. So that was kind of interesting, and I wonder what that what effect that would have had. All right, look, I've got to go to break. When we come back, let's pick up the discussion. Let's also talk some Champions League football here on World Soccer Radio. All right, welcome back, World Soccer Radio. Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. Nick Eber with you here. I'm with you each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern Time. Then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast. If you are up very late uh, watching on Sports Overnight America, listening on Sports Overnight How do I say watching? Listening on Sports Overnight America. All right. Um, Champions League quarterfinals are out. Liverpool, Benfica is the one side. Villarreal, Bayern Munich. Manchester City, Atletico Madrid. And Chelsea play Real Madrid. Now, after looking at Real Madrid during their Clasico against Barcelona a couple of days ago, where they got absolutely thumped at home 4-0. I am changing my tune on that match. And I think that Chelsea will beat Real Madrid, and so I'm going to choose Chelsea. I am thinking that Manchester City will beat Atletico, so we could very well have an English semi-final on the one side of the equation. I'm picking Bayern Munich over Villarreal and Liverpool over Benfica, which means I am assuming or picking a Liverpool-Bayern and Man City-Chelsea final. I'm going to disappoint many of my fellow Liverpool supporters. I believe that the final will be Manchester City against Bayern Munich. And I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to choose... Bayern Munich as the champions. This Bayern team is exceptional. Scored 22 goals in the group stages. Unbeaten. They conceded three. And their group consisted of Benfica, Barcelona, and Dinamo Kiev. Madrid, who had Inter, Sharif, and Shakhtar, only scored 14 goals and conceded three. And even lost a match. So, I mean, 
look, Madrid are a, a work in progress, right? Uh, Liverpool, on the other hand, seem, you know, similar type of results to City. They, had, they went unbeaten. They won every game. They had Atletico, Porto, and uh, Milan. AC Milan were in their group. They scored 16 goals and conceded six. They're plus 11. Bayern had plus 19, okay? Think about that for a minute. I mean, this Bayern team is not to be taken lightly. By the way, in a group with PSG, Leipzig, and Bruges, City conceded 10 goals. Lost two matches in the group stage. Uh, for me, I think Bayern Munich will be champions of the Champions League this year. I believe it will be a Bayern Man City final, and uh, that is my prediction. Let's uh, move on off the Champions League. By the way, I mean, fantastic stuff, though, right? So anyhow, let's move on to the Premier League, shall we? Where it is getting very, very interesting in the table. Uh, Liverpool, Man City, clearly, uh, you know, it's the title race. One point between them. They're close on just about everything. Liverpool have outscored City by (coughs) seven goals. They've conceded two more. They have a better plus-minus by five. It's 50 plus 55 to plus 50. Look, I have told you all along that in general, the winner of the Premier League is the team that scores the most goals. I'm still going to go with that, and I think that might edge Liverpool for the Premier League. What happens with Mo Salah in the future and all these other things, you know, that's up in the air. But that's really the race. And as I said earlier, it's really going to come down to the game at the Etihad between Manchester City and Liverpool. Unless it's a draw, in which case, you know, both teams will come away with a point. And and it's going to become a game of chicken in terms of, you know, who's going to have a blip. Certainly Manchester City in the last seven matches have won four, drawn two, and lost one. And Liverpool, in the last seven matches, have won every single one of them. So, in terms of current form, yeah, Liverpool are in better form than Manchester City. I I tend to think this match will be a draw. I tend to think it will go on and we'll see who is going to drop any more points. It could be that City win by one point. Chelsea and Arsenal, third and fourth in the table. These Champions League spots are gold. There is so much swirling around these Champions League spots, whether it's the future of the team, the financial future of the team, the, the, where the players stay, where the players go. I mean, it, it, the import is huge. I have to think Chelsea look pretty much set for that third Champions League spot. They had their kind of blip where they drew Brighton, drew Liverpool, 
drew uh, uh, Brighton and, uh, and, and lost to Man City. But since then, they've won four in a row. They beat Tottenham. They beat Crystal Palace. They beat Norwich. They beat Burnley, excuse me, five in a row. And they beat Newcastle. They are on a roll. They're in the semifinals of the Champions League. So, uh, excuse me, the quarterfinals of the Champions League. So, yeah, I, I think Chelsea on a roll, and, and I think you would be mistaken if you think that they're not going to grab and hold that third Champions League spot. By the way, they have Brentford next up. Liverpool have Watford, and Manchester City have Burnley. Burnley, Watford, two teams in the relegation zone. Brentford, you know, not far off the relegation zone. Eight points, they're not getting relegated, but, you know, not a great team. I would imagine all three of the top four teams will be registering wins. Arsenal, on the other hand, they have a fairly difficult trip to Selhurst Park to play Crystal Palace. And Tottenham have a fairly difficult trip or a fairly difficult match at home against Newcastle. And then United have a very difficult game against Leicester City. It's that fourth spot that has the excitement in the Premier League right now. Arsenal have a game in hand. They're three points ahead of Tottenham. They're four points ahead of Manchester United. They got two games in hand over West Ham, two games in hand over Wolves. So right now, Arsenal are in the driver's seat. We will have to wait and see if they can show the steely nerve they need to win the Wenger, Wenger Trophy, which is, of course, a top-four finish. It's going to be an exciting race between Arsenal and Tottenham. I predict the top four are going to end pretty much as they sit right now. City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal. Not necessarily in that order. I think Liverpool could, could win the league. Chelsea, uh, City could win. I don't know one and two. I'm not going to. I'm not going to dare to predict such an exciting race. You know, when you look at Manchester City and the statistics that I said about 68 goals scored, if you remember over the uh, Christmas break, they were trying desperately to get Harry Kane. You remember that? He was a big part of their plans to build that big target guy that they haven't got anymore, that they really, really wanted. And they didn't get him. And when you look at results like nil-nil away at Selhurst Park, you have to think that is the sort of match that Harry Kane pops up and scores one or two goals when you least expect it. Liverpool, of course, have a plethora of riches and... Uh, added with their big uh, winter signing of the Colombian Luis Diaz who uh, has been spectacular to be honest with you six appearances, two goals <laughs> I mean it's pretty incredible when you think about it I mean the, 
the the front men for Liverpool are getting it done. Firmino, five goals. Mane, 12 goals. Salah, 20 goals. Jota, 13 goals. And then you've got guys popping up like Origi with two goals and Minamino with two goals. You get two goals off Luis Diaz. You even got two goals for Jordan Henderson and Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. I mean, this is why this team is so good. Because they can get you in any way, in any number of ways. And I think at this point, I'm going to say Liverpool are deeper than Manchester City. And I think they're a better tuned machine in terms of the tactics that the manager wants to play. I think Pep is still looking for that big target guy. And, you know, look, if they had Harry Kane, God knows where they would be. They certainly wouldn't have drawn nil-nil at Selhurst Park, I don't think. I mean, Kane, you know, he's he's a pretty uh, pretty impressive. He's 22 goals so far this season alone, right? Anyhow, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, by the way, guys, I hope I will feel better tomorrow and I'll have more than just this sort of rambling train of thought I've uh, subjected you today uh, to today. Uh, but um, I'm going to step aside, take a break here in just a minute. A reminder, find me on Twitter at Nikiba, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. And, uh, of course, you can find the podcast anywhere you get your podcast, whether that's uh, uh, Google, Apple, Spotify, you name it. Uh, you can find me there. Just search World Soccer Radio. Or head over to the Believe Network, B-L-E-A-V, and uh, check out the podcast there. All right, I'll be right back to wrap it up after this. Welcome back, World Soccer Radio. Just a couple of minutes left in the show. Um, you know, join me tomorrow, same time, same place. Uh, I'll hopefully have uh, my head on a little straighter as I won't be quite as sick as I have been today. So um, <coughs> the uh, big news, by the way, June 1st, Wembley is going to host the finalissima match between uh, the European champions and the Copa America winners, which will put Italy against Argentina which is super exciting to me. I love it. I think this is exactly the sort of match that we need rather than these interminable friendlies. By the way, uh, this match hasn't been played in since 1993. In 91, uh, Argentina beat Denmark in this exact match on penalties with Diego Maradona playing. So, I mean, lots of memories are made with this finalissima match, and, and I hope it becomes... They, they've agreed to three years. I'd like to see it go on indefinitely. I think this is really, really exciting stuff. 
Anyway, June 1st, Wembley. I will be watching. I won't be at Wembley, but I will certainly be watching Italy play Argentina uh, in what is going to be a cracking game. Uh, can't wait. Uh, I am very excited. All right, uh, Twitter me, at Nick Gieber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. You can get me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Um, news just coming through, by the way. Chelsea have been allowed to sell tickets again as part of their normalization process prior to a buyout. That is good news for the Stamford Bridge faithful, good news for Chelsea Football Club, and good news for football in general. We don't need a massive super team uh, basically uh, dying on the vine. Uh, anyway, that's going to wrap the show up. Hope you'll join me tomorrow. Same time, same place, same channel. Don't forget, head over to betonline.ag for all the best odds on your favorite sports. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for 50% bonus on your first deposit. Till tomorrow, have a great night. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.